Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our Sunday morning services begin at 9 and 11 o'clock. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning, determination. You know, determination means to have a steadfast mind. Your mind is made up and nothing's going to sway you. Nothing's going to alter you from what you're doing because you have already determined where you're going. So if you have your Bible or if you have an electronic device, turn with me to Daniel chapter one, Daniel chapter one. And of course, I want to speak to you this morning on determination. There was a, a young boy. He was the one of five children raised in North Carolina. His father was a superintendent at a plant and his mother was a banker. They wanted to make sure that their children did not get involved with the wrong crowd. So they encouraged them to work hard. In fact, they encouraged them to get involved in sports. So the young man decided he would play basketball. So he started playing basketball and he thought, I'm pretty good. I think I'll try out for my high school team. And that's exactly what he did at a sophomore. And believe it or not, he was cut from the team. Could you imagine what this young man felt like? What it was like to walk down the hallways knowing that he was cut from the team? What was his friends saying about him? What were the girls saying about him? What rather than him being destroyed, rather than him being just defeated, he was determined that he was going to play basketball. So he started working hard, started taking practices real serious at home. The next year he tried out for the team and made it. He became good. He was so good that he went to college on a scholarship. In his first two years at college, by the sports news, he was named College of the Year. As a junior, he decided to drop out and turn pro. In his very first year of professional basketball, he was not only Rookie of the Year, but he also was on the All-Star team, which was just fascinating for a rookie to be able to do that. This man won three NBA titles and after his third NBA title his father was murdered and the event in his life was so devastating that he retired from basketball way too early people were astonished that he just decided to quit but he could not handle what had happened to his father but as fate would have it 17 months later he determined to get back into the sport And then after being back in the sport, he won another three NBA championships. This man set some incredible records. It tells us that after the fifth NBA championship, that it was sheer determination that took the Bulls to their fifth NBA championship. Due to sickness, due to injuries, they were hurting pretty bad. But because of their determination, they won it. This man had six NBA championships. 14 NBA MVP awards, 14 all-star games, and he won 10 scoring titles. And if you haven't figured it out yet, the man I'm talking about is Michael Jordan. Here is a guy that was cut from his high school basketball team, that he quit professional basketball when his father was murdered. He could have allowed those two events in his life to destroy him, but rather than destroy him, he was determined to continue on. And this morning, that's what I want us to to know. We need to be determined to continue on regardless of what happens to us in our life with this COVID-19. So if you have your Bible, let's go now to Daniel chapter one and let's look at a young man 
that had some setbacks early on in life, but because of his determination, he achieved a lot of great things. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 says this, During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Asmeaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. We know through the course of history that Daniel was a teenager. Teenagers, could you imagine just waking up one morning, getting ready to continue on your daily life, maybe going to school, uh, going to, you know, a sporting event, and in one blink of an eye, your whole life completely changed. That's what happened with Daniel. In just one brief moment of Daniel's life, his entire life changed. The custom of war in the Old Testament was when a king came in and besieged or captured another nation. The first thing they would do, would they would kill all of the men in the city. The second thing they would do is that they would take their wives to now be their wives. The third thing they would do would take their children to become their slaves. And last, they basically would destroy and burn the city down. So could you imagine in just one brief moment of Daniel's life as a teenager, he became basically a slave after being free. He now was an orphan because his mom and dad were out of the picture. He now was living in a foreign country where he didn't know anybody or anything. And of course, last, he had really to think about what is my future going to hold? But one of the interesting things about Daniel, you never see him give up. You never see him complain. In fact, it's just the opposite because as Daniel's faith in the Lord and his determination, it moved him forward. And I just want to encourage you to, today, River Life, to know that we're going to have some catastrophic events in our life. It's just life and it happens all the time. Think about this. In 606 B.C., late winter, uh, it was actually late spring, early summer, Jerusalem and Judea are captured. In 2020, late winter, early spring, COVID-19 has now happened in our world. We have experienced some major changes in our life, some very tough challenges, some difficulties. But what we have to understand, that's just the course of life. They're always going to be in the way. It would be nice, as Hollywood tries to paint this as picture, that we could live pain-free, challenge-free, difficult-free, and life would just be rainbows and, and roses. But that's not the case. We're always going to have some challenges in our life. We're always going to have difficulties, whether it's maybe physical, maybe it's financial, maybe it's mental or emotional, maybe it's cultural. We're always going to be facing some adversities in life. How we handle those adversities and those difficulties will determine where we're going in life. Daniel, in a blink of an eye, faced some major challenges in his life, but he never, ever gave up. He was determined to move forward. And for you and I this morning, we must be determined to move forward. I read this past week that the most peaceful place on, on planet Earth right now is Iceland. 
And I find that interesting, Iceland, because that's what it means. But there are downsides to Iceland. The weather, for example, is one of the downsides. You have 24-hour days sometimes, 24-hour nights. I mean, there, there are a lot of difficulties in Iceland, just like there are difficulties in Florida or wherever you live. There will always be difficulties where you're at. You can't get away from them. So if we can't get away from them, then what we have to learn to do is trust in the Lord. We've got to learn to look forward and place our faith in him and not allow these difficulties, these experiences that we encounter to defeat us or destroy us. And that's exactly what Daniel did. Not only was Daniel determined after his life was just really just turned upside down, but Daniel never lost sight of who he really was. Look with me in verse six of Daniel chapter one and notice what it says. It says, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah were four of the young men chosen all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed these Babylonian names. Daniel, who was called Belshazzar, Hananiah was called Shadrach, Mishael was called Meshach, and Azariah was called Abednego. So notice that the king changed their name. And you probably are asking the question, why would the king change their name? Well, it's pretty simple. Daniel and his three friends came from a godly nation. They came from a, a godly family. And what King Nebuchadnezzar did not want to happen was to God to move into their place and influence them and set them back. So let's give them new names. That way, hopefully they'll forget their God-given names. We'll give them a new pagan or a worldly name, and that will change them. Let me just give you an idea. Daniel's name was basically God is my judge. Hananiah, Yahweh is gracious. Mishael, who belongs to God, and Azariah, Yahweh has helped. All four names reflected back to the Lord. So what Nebuchadnezzar did was he gave them names that pretty much referred to pagan gods. And the whole purpose behind this was to try, try to help them to forget who they really were. And you know what? The devil is so good about that. What he wants to try to do to us, he, tr he wants to try to help us to forget who we belong to and whose we are. The devil wants us to try to help us to forget of what God can do in our life and what and, and the ability that we can have through God. So what he does, he starts giving us names. Think about that just for a second. The world has tried to give you a new name, a name such as failure, a name such as loser, a name such as stupid, a name such as incompetent, you can name it. I, I'm sure there's a name that's in your brain right now that you have identified yourself with. And believe it or not, God has not given you that name. The enemy has given you that name. And you have to go back to who God is. God created you. He loves you. And you have to remember that's who you are. Daniel was that person and Nebuchadnezzar knew it because when we read in chapter three, after Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had gone through the fire, this is what Nebuchadnezzar says in Daniel three twenty nine. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Nebuchadnezzar 
knew who God was. And today, I want to encourage you to know who you are. Do not allow the devil, do not allow the world to give you a name that is not what God's given you. God wants you to know today that you are more than a conqueror. God wants you to know today that you can be more than victorious in any event you face as long as he is the Lord and the Savior of your life. Don't allow the enemy to give you a name. Because if he does, you will lose focus on the Lord. You'll identify with that name and you're going to be defeated. And I don't want you to do that this morning. I want you to be like Daniel. I want you to be determined when your life is falling apart. I want you to always remember that you were created in the image of God and you never forget this. This past week, I had the privilege of interviewing uh, a man by the name of Alexis Gillette, other known as Lex Gillette. And this guy has done some incredible things in life. He was such a joy and a pleasure to talk with. But early on in life, it didn't start that way. In fact, when Lex was three years old, uh, he had a, a cataract in his left eye. And then, of course, the, the retina detached from it and he became blind. And then five years later, when he turned eight, the same process started all over again and Lex became completely blind. But during this process, his mother always prayed with him. His mother always reminded him of who he was and what he could do. His mother always sowed the word of God into his life so that Lex would not allow the world to identify him as somebody who was unable or incapable of doing anything, but just the opposite, that he could do anything that he set his heart's desire to. And then as Lex goes into high school, he has a coach by the name of Brian Whitmer. And Brian began to sow basically seeds of faith and seeds of confidence into him. And Lex all of a sudden started becoming an athlete. Brian sacrificed his time. Brian sacrificed uh, a lot of things to pour into Lex. But because Brian's a godly man and Brian sowed those truths into Lex, it allowed Lex to do some incredible things. Lex graduated high school. Lex graduated college. Lex is a uh, a pianist. In fact, Lex told me that hopefully within the next year that he's going to have his first album out. And that's only scratching the surface. And in just a little while, I'll tell you a little more about him. But one of the most impressive things I heard about Lex was this. He says, many people have sight, but no vision. Sight shows us what vision, uh, what is, and vision shows us what can be. Sight shows us our current reality, and vision shows us our current reality, what it can be. Here's a man that at eight years old became blind and that blindness could have stopped him. But rather than the blindness actually setting him back, it moved him forward because he realized who he was. And today, when you realize who you are and who you belong to, it won't set you back. It will set you forward. The last thing we can see this morning about Daniel is this, is that he was determined and everything that he did. Here's a young teenage boy. His life is literally turned upside down. After it's turned upside down, he never forgets who he was. And because he didn't forget that, he determined to be 
the man that God called him to be. Look with me in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, and this is what it says. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. Daniel was taken in to be trained by the king. And one of the things that the king wanted Daniel to do was to be able to eat the food that they were providing. Now think about that just for a second. Daniel was going to be staying in one of the nicest places he'd ever stayed in because he was going to be in the king's palace. He was going to be up under one of the greatest teachers of all, the king's teachers, and he was going to get food provided by the king. But the Lord let him know that this would not benefit him. In fact, it would hurt him. And Daniel was determined not to eat the king's food. We read further on in the chapter that after 10 days of just going on a vegetarian diet, Daniel looked better, he was able to do things better, and he rose above everybody else because he did what the Lord told him to do. It would have been easy for Daniel to fall up under the king's orders and the king's understanding and do what the king asked him to do, but Daniel stayed steadfast. He was determined to do what the Lord called him to do. And because Daniel did that, man, his life changed. He rose higher than anybody else because he did what God called him to do. Now, this is what I want you to see about this part is that Daniel was determined. Daniel put his his mindset. Daniel put his faith into action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Therefore, we have to do some things in order for God to help us. I mean, the Lord wants to work in our life, but you know what? He's given us the responsibility also to work with him. It's hard sometimes for God to move in the supernatural in your life if you're not moving in the natural. Now, hear me. Don't misunderstand me. God can do anything he wants to anytime, anywhere. But here's what I do know is that God has given you a plan. God has given me a plan. God has given me a vision. God's given you a vision for life. And you have to be doing those things. You got to be moving. You got to be putting those into actions step by step, day by day, in order for those things to come to pass. Here was a young man that could have easily just said, well, I'm in the king's palace. I'm just going to go by the king's rules and ways, and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. But Daniel did the opposite. Daniel said, no, I am determined to follow the Lord because I am God's child. And if the Holy Spirit told me not to do this, then I'm not going to do this. And because he followed the Lord's commands, he followed the Lord's leadership. Daniel, in turn, became a great man. That doesn't mean Daniel didn't have some problems. That doesn't mean that Daniel didn't face difficulties because he did. But what we see is because Daniel was faithful to the Lord and Daniel was actively involved in doing what they wanted to do. He was great. If you don't believe me, you got to go back and read chapter four. This is what it says. I mean, verse four in chapter one, it says, select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men. The king wanted strong and healthy young men. Well, let's be honest. If you're going to be strong, you got to work out. You got to do some activities. If you're going to be healthy, you got to eat the right foods. Now, Daniel was blessed by the Lord. He was good looking. I mean, obviously, you can do some things today to help your beauty. But Daniel was a studier. Daniel worked out. Daniel was healthy. In fact, Daniel was going to be trained in mathematics, astronomy, natural history and agriculture and architecture. See, Daniel had to be a man of learning. Daniel had to be a man of physical fitness to do all these things. 
God just didn't bless him with those naturally. God gave him the ability and Daniel took that ability and went to great lengths with it. So this morning, during this time of life, I want to encourage you that we're going to have difficulties in life. We're going to have setbacks, but don't let that defeat you or destroy you. Allow that, allow that to enable you to move forward rather than backwards. Know who you are. If you have asked Jesus Christ in your heart, you are a child of the most high God and he wants to enable you and empower you to move in a way that could be breathtaking in this life. But if you've never asked Jesus into your heart and life this morning, I want to encourage you to do that because through God's love, through God's forgiveness and God's power, you can become an incredible human being. You can overcome these feats that have defeated you. You can be more than a conqueror through him who loved us. If you just trust him. Let's go back now to Lex Gillette. Lex, just an incredible guy. Once again, blind at the age of eight, but he did not let the blindness set him back. He let the blindness catapult him forward. And Lex has done some incredible things that will blow your mind. Rather than me tell you about that, let me let Lex Gillette share with you exactly what he's accomplished in this 35 years here on planet Earth. Once I lost my sight, I saw the possibilities. When I was eight, my sight began to vanish before my very eyes and it was the absolute biggest blessing because now I wasn't imprisoned by what is. I gained freedom in seeing a vision of what could be. Had I accepted at eight years old that blindness would be the end of my story, I would have never achieved four Paralympic medals, two world championships, a world record, 17 national championships. Vision has allowed me to be the only totally blind athlete to this day to ever soar over 22 feet in the long jump. When I was eight years old, I could see very well, but I began to have retina detachments. I've had 13 operations on my eyes, of which 10 occurred in one year. After the last one, doctors said there was nothing else they could do to help, and they said I would eventually lose my sight. From that day forward, I would go home, fall asleep, and wake up the next morning only to see a little less than what I did the day before until the day arrived when I woke up and I couldn't see anything. I was faced with the choice. I could either accept the current reality or I could take a shot in the dark. Now, it didn't take me long to see that you're all in the dark also, but enough of the blind jokes. <laughs> Even in the blackest of blackest nights, okay, and enough with the black jokes. <laughs> Never be afraid to take a shot in the dark. 
When I think of having courage, this quote comes to mind. For those determined to fly, having no wings is just a little detail. I'm asking you to take a shot in the dark, to fly. Isn't that amazing? That he called the blindness the blessing. And the shot in the dark that he's talking about was that as a young boy, when he became blind, he put a basketball goal in his room. He put a clothespin to close the net up and he would take shots in the dark. And he said when he first got started, he couldn't see a thing. He couldn't hit a thing. He said, but then he began to envision where that basketball goal was at. And now he can't miss a shot. He makes it every time. And to this day, when he goes back home to visit his mother, he still can make the shot. What I want to ask you today is do what Lex has asked you to do. We're not going to take a shot in the dark. We're going to take a shot in the light. We're going to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and we're going to move forward. We're not going to allow the difficulties and the tragedies in our life to set us back. We're going to move forward. If you've never asked Christ into your heart today, I want to ask you to do that. In just a few moments, some names are going to appear on your screen after this is over. Call one of us. Allow us to share the the love of Christ with you. Allow us to pray with you. Allow us to talk with you so that your life can change today. And if you're a believer today, I want to encourage you to be determined that you're going to finish this journey called life stronger than you've ever finished it, better than you've ever done it, because you're never going to forget who you are and who you belong to, and you're going to finish this race strong. And of course, last, be determined today that there is nothing that you cannot achieve through the love and through the help and through the power of Almighty God. Pray with me. Father, I want to say thank you today for such a story in the Bible that encourages us not to be defeated or distraught when we're overwhelmed by our world. Lord, I thank you today that we can depend on you because we are yours. And Lord, I thank you that you've given us stories in the Bible that show us how our determination and our faith in you will help us to overcome any and every obstacle in our life. Lord, thank you today for giving us your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you today for giving us examples like Lex that can help us to move forward rather than just quitting and falling away. And Father, I pray for those who don't know you that today would be the day that they ask Jesus Christ into their heart and life. And today would be day one that they will look forward and they would get wings, Lord, and they would never look back. And I pray that in your name. Amen. Listen, thank you so much for being with us today. We truly enjoyed having you with us. I want to remind you one more time that this coming Saturday night at seven o'clock, we're going to have worship in the dome. And if you don't want to come Saturday, then come Sunday at 9 a.m., or Sunday at 11 a.m. And if you're still not really sure that you want to intermingle with people quite yet, do not worry. We will be online at 11 o'clock Sunday morning just for you. God bless you and have a wonderful day.